Hello and welcome to another episode of Para Not So Normal. I'm your host, Brittany, and I'm really excited because today I'm here with another one of my mentors. If you've been following me for a while, if you've been listening to these podcasts, I had Megan Elisa on here a few months back, and today I'm excited to introduce you to Michael Mayo. Hi. <laughs> Michael has recently written a book as well, which we will get into. Um, but he is um, one of my mentors. I've been de- developing my mediumship, so we're going to talk about mediumship today. We're going to talk about the spirit world, and I know if you're listening, you're all nerds about that too so let's buckle in because I know that you know like you were talking about before you have a lot to share you have a lot of knowledge and I mean I'm like a bookworm when it comes to this stuff so it's like tell me more tell me more tell me more and I'm sure those listening feel the same way but one thing I want to talk about that I'm going to ask you about before we jump into all of that is how much of a skeptic you were and how you've mentioned the spirit world kind of had to drag you over to their side so why don't you talk about that a little bit Awesome. Absolutely. Well, let me first start by saying thank you so much for having me on here. It's always so nice to be asked to be on a podcast and especially with students that I really like. (laughs) So that's really good. Yeah. So I am still quite a skeptic of many things. I'm the kind of person that you really have to show me really good evidence for me to go, okay, that may be a possibility. I'm also open-minded though. So I'm I'm definitely open to seeing things from different perspectives and angles because I'm a really strong believer that we should never believe one thing entirely. Mm-hmm. You should always, always leave, leave that. that little bit open because then you stop learning, right? If you think you know everything, how are you going to keep learning, right? Mm-hmm. With the spirit world, the spirit world has been kind of amazing in that they understand who I am and the kind of things that I need. So they provided me with a lot of different experiences. But even early on in my journey, I really was not as easily convinced. Basically, my early part, I I was told by a medium, you're a medium, you need to start developing. I had no concept that that was even a thing for me, like at all. And went to my first development circle and it was a perfect reading. It was like names, dates, specifics, you know, all kinds of different amazing information. Just your ideal reading that was just so evidential. And so I went back the next time and I got nothing. And I went back the next time and I got nothing. And I went back the next time and I got nothing. And because of that, it sort of showed me, okay, I know what's possible, but how do I make that happen over and over and over again? I think that's something that a lot of students run into as well, you know, where they like had an experience and they go, how do I get that to keep going? Mm -hmm. And so that sort of led me on the journey 16 plus years now of discovering if this was real or not, right? Like, is this, is this real or not? And I've had all kinds of experiences, like things being, you know, objects moving on their own, tables floating up walls, ectoplasm, spirit lights, like all kinds of different things that I've seen over the years. And it's so funny because with those things, it was still always this question mark, not all of those things. Some of those things came after I already like, okay, yeah, this is real. But I, I think that's what helped me to like to get to this point uh, Mm -hmm. where I feel like I've really, I really know that the spirit world is real. Mm -hmm. I don't doubt it anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that the spirit world understood. They gave me so many different experiences that took me from believing to knowing. Um, I mean, there were times in my journey where I literally was like, oh, none of this is real. I took a philosophy class and they told me to critically think about this and this is all fake. And I threw it away, right? 
and then I'd come back to it. So like, I'm definitely also a big believer that if this is meant for you, it will always find you. I'm getting chills. I have chills everywhere. I want to touch on, you said you really needed a lot of physical evidential proof for you to believe. Um, And we'll get into the different types of mediumship later, but what I'm learning primarily with you and Megan is evidential mediumship and the importance of that. But for someone like me, I've had spirit interaction since I was young. So for me, there's always been zero doubt that spirit was real. However, I was fearful for so long. So I blocked it out for so long and only recently have I been opening up because I've finally gotten rid of the fear. But I understand that if people have not had those experiences, I can understand why people don't believe, especially because there are so many psychics, mediums out there that talk a lot of bullshit, if I'm being honest. And it steers people away from it. And I think it's sad because personally, for example, when a person passes, I like to say they transition because it's a transition. And essentially, I believe they're going back home. But for someone who doesn't believe in the spirit world at all, it makes death so much heavier. And for me, I think that's sad. So it's like, I just want everybody to know. I want everybody to have the proof. You know what I mean? Because it's beautiful. And in my opinion, it's beautiful. So that's, I guess, different than your experience. I don't necessarily struggle with believing it's real. What I struggle with is whether I'm crazy or not. Because knock on wood, or I I mean, I'll be doing readings. And if I'm being honest, most of the time, like 99% of the time, I'm getting yeses. I'm getting, yes, it makes sense. I'm getting evidence. But I don't know what it is in my head afterwards. I'm like, Brittany, maybe you're just a really good guesser. And I can't accept it. And that's what I'm trying to get over at this point. And I'm sure you could talk about that as well. I'm hoping I'll get over that eventually. But it's like, why can't I believe myself? It's like other people believe in me more than I believe in me at this point. And I know this is your podcast because my first thing was like, well, let's talk about that. What is going (laughs) on? And I was like, oh, maybe this is not the best place for that. But (laughs) um, I think that it's normal. I think it's normal. Um, It's very common for me to ask students who, who trusts the spirit world right? And many everyone will raise their hand who trusts themselves. And then it's a far less number of students who will raise their hand, because I think, you know, it's going to, it's going to be our stuff. That's our stuff, right? Like our, um, if we weren't allowed to have differing opinions when we were younger, or if we weren't allowed to kind of express ourselves without ridicule, um, if we were told that the other belief systems were the true belief systems, right? These are all things we have to sort of unpack personally that will lend itself to that self-doubt if this is real or not. And and it's so funny. It's like you did skip the part that I needed. So I remember um, when, you know, I was trying to figure out if any of this was real. And I remember one day it finally clicked to me. I was like, well, you believe that Gordon Smith is actually connecting to spirit. So therefore, you actually do believe this is real. The question now becomes, is it true and real for you? Like, can you do this? So that was that transition for me from, do I believe this is real to Mm -hmm. now, can I do it? Right. And I think that that takes a little bit of time for that certainty. I think it's the consistency component, Mm -hmm. time, and then having more and more experiences with the spirit world that I think help you to go, oh yeah, this, this connection that I have is real and Mm -hmm. I can do this. And 
yes, it's it's a weird thing because it's coming, it's passing through you. It's not coming from you, the information. And I think that for many people, it's like, it's such a passive process that it can mm-hmm. kind of feel like, am I even doing anything in this? Like, how do I know this is not just like me? Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to differentiate between my thoughts and things that are not my thoughts. And it's really caused me to reflect on my life because I believe that I have been receiving message from spirit my entire life because now that we're learning transmediumship, and again, I'm going to get you to talk about the different forms in a minute, but the feeling of trance, I'm familiar with. I felt it my entire life. However, I never knew what it was. So when it came upon me, I would just kind of, oh, shake it off because I was like, this is weird. And certain thoughts would come to mind and I would be like, why the heck would you think that, Brittany? And then down the road, what I thought would come true. And now I'm realizing through development, which is why development is so important, I'm realizing how to differentiate between that. And I am realizing how, sorry, there's a fire truck driving by. The mic is going to pick that up really loud. Um, But I'm realizing how passive it is. And differentiating between spirit and my thoughts is kind of at the point I'm at where I'm trying to really differentiate the two, which can be challenging. Yeah, that's what we call discernment. And it's something that takes time to develop because you need experience of what, excuse me, is coming from your thinking mind and what's coming from the spirit world. So discernment is something that we we cultivate through experiences with the other world, essentially. And it takes time to have a clear sense of, okay, when am I communicating with the spirit world? And when do I sort of ditch the spirit world? and then end up kind of, you know, working from my mind now, right? So it's learning those very subtle experiences because working with the spirit world in the very beginning is incredibly subtle, or at least it can be. And it's so easy for our brain to kind of want to come in mm-hmm. and let me help you with this. Let me give you some of this. Like, let me support you because that's what our brain does, right? It's our thinking mind is there to help us. But mediumship is uh, the opposite the experience of it is the antithesis to the thinking mind. It's letting the thinking mind become quiet so you can become passive and surrender. Yeah, and that's that's difficult too because what I found through my experience at least is my thinking mind really tries to make sense of things and it's letting that go. It's like it doesn't, even when I do my card readings because I, I do card readings now and I'll do a reading and in my head I'm thinking I really hope that they're understanding what I'm saying because to me, it makes no sense. But it's being okay with the fact that it doesn't make sense to you as the um, vessel, I guess. It's as long as it's resonating with the other person, but it's our human mind that we need to let go of that. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't need to make sense. That, That doesn't matter. So getting over that is challenging, but... There's something you mentioned earlier too, which we'll talk about. You said ectoplasm. You've you've seen ectoplasm. People probably are like, ecto what? Not knowing what that is. Um, but let's, if you don't mind, if we can talk about the different forms of mediumship, the difference between psychism, mediumship. You could probably, you will be able to talk about it better than me because I'm only really learning about this myself too. I remember through development courses with you, I'm like, wait, what? There's different types of mediumship? I just thought a medium was a medium, period, you know? 
Absolutely. Yeah. So um, mediumship comes in many different shapes and forms. If we look back at the history of mediumship, especially, you know, modern spiritualism, which was in the uh, mid 1800s, um, is when we kind of got the mediumship that we kind of recognize today. And it took many, many different forms. It began with what we call physical mediumship, which is knocks, raps, taps as like early forms of phenomena. And it's something, a physical mediumship is something that everyone in the room can see and hear, and they don't have to be mediumistic or psychic or anything like that to perceive it. It's a physical manifestation of the spirit. And can I say something with that? I think physical mediumship is oftentimes why people get so afraid of the spirit world, especially if they don't understand what it is, because it is something flying off the shelf, or it is a knock on the door, it is hearing those footsteps, and that is what people think, oh my gosh, I'm being haunted. And the fear steps in. And that was a big thing that I dealt with. I mean, I, I saw spirit as a kid, physically with my eyes, but I also would, the water would turn on, I would hear footsteps, all of those things. And because of that, I blocked this side out for ye literally years. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then, you know, it's always hard to tell when those experiences are actual physical manifestations, because unless you have a second or third party person there to validate, yeah, I heard that too, right? Mm -hmm. Then it could just be our clairvoyance, objective clairvoyance. It can be our objective clairaudience. Obviously the tap turning on is not, <laughs> is not uh, gonna be something in your mind. But in any case, the ability to have physical phenomena happen around you um, is a rare type of mediumship. So physical mediumship is rare. And not only that, it's incredibly rare to develop it only because it usually takes a long time to develop. So if we're going to sit for physical mediumship, it can take like 10 years of nothing happening in seance conditions before that starts to happen. It's why we kind of look at, you know, are there mediums with physical propensity, right? And then those are the ones that you'd want to sit for, uh, for the development of mediumship. So when I say sit for them, the traditional way of developing mediumship is that you, you sit together in a circle, a closed circle, you sit every week with the same people, and then someone starts to show some sort of sign of mediumistic ability. And then everyone else sits for that person. Interesting. So basically, everyone else is like, hey, it doesn't matter who develops the mediumship. We just want to experience the mediumship. So once someone starts showing it, they, everyone sits for that person. So Chills. <laughs> yeah, so that's a part of it. So with physical mediumship, there's all kinds of phenomena that can occur. So it can be as subtle as, you know, what we call like spirit lights, which are not like orbs that you take with your camera. These are objective things that everyone can see in the space. And, you know, it's not just you seeing it, it's everyone seeing it. And psychic breezes, which is cold breezes and things like that. Those are all like very, very basic early forms of phenomena, but they can evolve, they can grow, and they can turn into what we call trumpet phenomena, which is um, a big, like either cardboard or metal um, kind of megaphone sort of thing, like a cheerleader would use. <laughs> and like that, you would, the spirit would be able to eventually move that, right? And then that can turn into other objects and things moving. But what we're kind of hoping for are the more rarer types of mediumship or physical phenomena that are things like direct voice, which is where spirit speaks directly through the trumpet to the room, to the loved ones, not moving through the voice box of the medium, but coming through the room or something like that. So you're literally getting to speak directly to spirit. And there are many really great examples 
of that kind of mediumship. I literally have chills throughout my entire body. That would be really cool to experience. Absolutely. And then it can it can evolve even further um, and move into what we call materialization or transfiguration. So with transfiguration, spirit world uses ectoplasm to create an ectoplasmic mask in front of the face of the medium. And then they impress faces into it. So you actually see your loved one's face, which is pretty amazing. And then an even more amazing form of phenomena and the most rare of them all is materialization. And what this is, is the the physical medium has an abundance of this substance called ectoplasm and the spirit world is able to use it to basically blanket themselves in it. And they materialize into fully formed people, walk out of the cabinet. So there's a little enclosed area that we call the cabinet that the medium is sitting in and like talk to their loved ones, hug their loved ones. You know, they may say a few things and like have a conversation and then they sort of like dematerialize back into the cabinet. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I'm speechless. Like I that. cannot say I've seen that. <laughs> I've, yeah, not seen I, I've heard of ectoplasm before, but I didn't know that it could manifest that intensely. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of the whole point. And there's all kinds of ways that like, there's so many different types of physical phenomena. There's things like apports, which is an object being brought into the room that wasn't there before. I forget the word for when you take something out of the room. So dematerialization is a common thing that happens where literally like they're in a locked seance room and the medium is actually ends up getting dematerialized outside of the room and then has to like knock to get back in. Yeah, it's like crazy that the spirit world does insane things. With Wait, the, act, the, actu the actual medium goes from being locked inside the seance room to being outside yeah whoa wow see i didn't even know that that was possible there's That's other forms of it too like levitation i mean anyone who ever looks up gd hume he was sort of the prototype of all these forms of different you know communication he was studied by society for psychical research and all kinds of people and he was he would float in the air he literally floated out of from one room into the next like out the window by having the spirits lift him into the air. He was an incredible medium and he was tested. They He also would play a, they put like as a, an experiment, they put in inside this like metal cage, this uh, accordion or whatever. I don't know if it was an accordion or some what it was exactly, but he would just put his hand over it and it'd start playing itself. And like, it was literally tested to make sure that it was in, it was in uh, sorry, testing conditions or whatever. There's all kinds of things. Materialization, I mean, there's also things called precipitated art, which is where they would have a canvas and paints just out and then the lights would go out and then they'd turn on the lights and there'd be a portrait of your loved one there. There's all kinds of different phenomena that can occur when we allow the spirit world to work with us. Now, we don't see a whole lot of that now. Now, don't get me wrong. There was also a ton of fraud. So as you hear me talk about this stuff, mm -hmm. no. that I am very aware of how much of this was actually faked. In right. fact, a lot of people like Harry Houdini, for example, mm -hmm. literally went and because he was a magician, went and like caught out so many of these people who during that time period were being fraudulent. So their fraud and mediumship have always gone hand in hand. But yeah. the important thing to realize is that just because there are some frauds, it doesn't mean that every single medium is a fraud and these things are possible and you know we talked about me seeing ectoplasm and spirit lights up until i saw that for myself 
I always had kind of a question mark around physical mediumship. Mm -hmm. But once I saw them for myself in conditions that I know no one was faking, Mm -hmm. and was literally seeing it come out of me and someone else in a sort of misty steam-like form, um, and then I saw spirit lights materialize in front of us, for me, that made me go, okay, the books all say that this is an early form of phenomena. Therefore, if this is true, I can keep the door open on some of these other more evolved forms of phenomena. Wow. Yeah, I'm literally, literally. That's physical mediumship. Physical mediumship has me speechless. Like I didn't even, I didn't even realize that was possible. I mean, I've heard of levitation. I've heard of those things, but same as you, I've always been like, hmm, like, interesting but coming from you I, I mean I believe it I'm 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 very open-minded as well and I fully believe in the spirit world and I guess I've witnessed some physical mediumship then myself because I've had some weird things happen like the tap turning on or I remember I was giving my my I have a sister 10 years younger than me so giving her a bath and the jets turning on on its own like not even being close to the button um, lights flickering like the light switch being turned on and off the vacuum turning on by itself so weird things like that but other than that nothing like not the next level you know well i mean what we would call what you described is specifically physical phenomena so differentiate between physical mediumship and physical phenomena because physical mediumship is something that is cultivated and developed now yeah what we often see around people who could potentially be someone who could develop physical mediumship is strange phenomena like you're describing from a very young age. It's potentially that that could exist somewhere within you. You'd have to sit for it right. to actually see if it develops. Yeah, and I, I I was not trying to say that was from me because it was no, no, definitely no, I not. <laughs> that for, the, for the listeners because I, no. I people understood like, like I've seen my phone, like, sorry, fly off my desk. I have a literal recording of it. Wow. Um, I mean, I could literally play it for you. I was going to say, <laughs> send it to me and I'll insert the clip for anybody watching. <laughs> if you're not watching, you need to watch. Yeah. So it's not a video. It's a uh, audio. It's audio thing. Okay. So you could hear it. Yeah. So but I've seen that and that wouldn't necessarily mean physical mediumship. It's a phenomenon that the spirit right. can their own physical mediumship is something where the medium is the source of the the phenomena and they've sat for the development of that and then eventually they get evidence that, that support what's happening so communication from the spirit world so yeah hey editing Brittany coming at you here oh and it's 222 on the clock if you're watching okay so basically michael was sitting and he was asking spirit to make a noise, a knock, or something for the recording to pick up. So that's what you hear right before the phone goes flying off. I'm gonna play it for you in a second. I just wanted to give you some context. But that's what you hear, him politely asking Spirit for a sign to pick up on the recording, and then boom, the the phone goes flying, and then you hear him react. This was back in 2011, I believe he said. So this was quite a while ago. This was the first thing for him, the first really Um, big thing or crazy thing that happened to him he had more experiences since that then but since it was the first you can hear the shock in his voice he's pleasantly shocked and he was a little startled I guess but uh, I'm just gonna play it for you because it's literally my reaction when I first heard it I was like but anyways let's enough of me let's get into the clip Michael here's to establish a connection via the recording Please, if there, have not, if there have not been so yet, make a connection onto the recording now. Whoa. 
Thank you. Point taken. Um, the recorder just moved off of the... Whoa, that was... The recorder just got thrown off of the... Okay, wow, that just gave me the chills of my life. Um, thank you for that, and, um... Thank you for coming, and I will now listen to the recording. Whew, that scared the crap out of me. And um, thank you for that sign. I definitely understand. Oh my god! <laughs> okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, I ask that... Thank you for your help. I appreciate it. And I ask that you will... Meet with me again, if need be, as long as you're part of the highest good for me. And, um... Whew. Okay, thank you. Got it. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's fascinating. I feel like I... There's so many books on mediumship that I want to read about. Before, since I brought up books, why don't you talk a little bit about yours and then we'll get into the other forms of mediumship as well. Awesome. Yeah. So my book is nothing to do with physical mediumship. <laughs> Actually, there is one little section on physical mediumship, just explaining it because I do go over the different kinds of mediumship in the book. And so there is a tiny little bit where you can learn a little bit more about this stuff and some amazing mediums of the past that also were connected to this. And that's a really good way for you to, I think in the references or the resources, actually, I put a list of books that I would recommend for your further reading. So in that book, there's a ton of different recommended reading, essentially. So my book is about evidential mediumship. So bringing forward information about how to connect with the spirit world. For those of you who have worked with me, a lot of it will sound very familiar because you have taken courses with me and I'm kind of a broken record because pretty much mediumship is quite simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. Like meditation. Uh, exactly. It's simple. It's not easy. Um, and so I take you from basically the beginning stages. It's, it's meant to be a how-to to make that link and connect with the spirit world. So it literally takes you step by step of how you can connect in with the spirit world. And uh, it has different exercises, has a bunch of history and dispelling of myths and answers a lot of questions. I've had a couple of people who've had a sneak peek of it who are uh, people, just mediums uh, themselves. And they're like, oh my gosh, I wish I had this book at the beginning of my development. It answered so many questions that I had. And I was like, yay, that was the whole point of it. Like, that was why I wrote this book was to help people. I, I wanted to be able to hand something to someone and say, read this book, and that'll give you the solid foundation that you need. And so that's what I tried to do was to, to keep that in mind. This is for people who don't know things or we're already a medium, but we need to fill in some of these gaps and make things clearer. I'm really excited because I pre-ordered your book. I'm excited for it to come in when it does. But for someone like me, a book like that is perfect because I'm learning. I have a million and one questions. And the way I kind of started, you know, without having just a book or not knowing where to look is the paranormal stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I loved watching those because I'm all into all of this stuff, but watching those paranormal investigations can cause a lot more fear for whatever yeah. for whatever reason with me though. I don't know what it was, but I started intensely watching them a couple years ago 
all the time because I was just so drawn to it. It's like my whole life I've been drawn to it. It's like spirit's been trying to push me in, in this direction. But it I don't know. It had the opposite effect on me, luckily. Watching these paranormal things ended up taking my fear away, strangely enough. My cat's making noise. But, um, but for a lot of people, you know, if you don't know where to look, I'd recommend not getting into the paranormal stuff because there's a lot of false information there's a lot of false information and fear surrounding it and that can kind of I guess lead you in a direction you don't really want to go in I know exactly what you're talking about and I have like I try to watch those and it's like painful like it's painful for me to watch it because of the things like They'll say just totally unfounded, like out of nowhere interpretations of things. They'll be like, oh, there was three knocks or three scratches on this person, which which is a mockery of the Trinity. And it means it's a demon. And like, they'll just say all kinds of things like that. And I'm just like, based on what, bro? Like, <laughs> like what are you talking about? And yeah. um, I try to, like, for me, they're entertaining. Like, I like to watch this, like when you're saying that, I was like, oh yeah, I used to watch those things all mm-hmm. the time. And I'd watch, you know, Sylvia Brown on Montel Williams. I don't know how many of you are old, old enough to know that. If you're a millennial, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but also, you know, seeing like John Edward on, you know, different, uh, his shows and things like that. Mm-hmm. So those things were really, really cool for me uh, kind of growing up. But, you know, those, those paranormal shows can just be so over the top. But you have to remember, they're trying to sell a product. They're trying to sell a show. And to be honest, I don't know that genuine mediumship, unless done right, will, will get the same sort of reactions that they're wanting. I mean, they just has to be really good mediumship for people to go, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. But, um, you know, those spooky sort of bump in the night sort of things, it's the mystery. It's the excitement around what's possible. It's, you know, all the music and everything. So it, I agree with you. Like, that's definitely not my first choice of, mm-hmm. of how you one would learn about the spirit world. I mean, for entertainment purposes, by all means. Yeah. But it, Please. but don't, like, take any information bits from it and say, I watched this show. And because of this, this yeah. means, <laughs> because that could get, you know, mixed up. Mixed and that's up. also true in TikTok world. Just this is always my PSA. Yes. Um, I might have an opportunity to be like, yo, folks, mm-hmm. just because it's on TikTok does not mean it's correct. Yeah. I think that we look at TikTok as like a resource in a lot of ways. And yeah. unless someone's providing some sort of like evidential factual, mm-hmm. people can say anything, mm-hmm. like anything. So please use some level of discernment. And if you don't know, ask Brittany and she'll point you in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, if I don't know, I'll point you in the right direction. But it, it's funny you mentioned TikTok because, you know, I started with dowsing rods. That's kind of how I got into the TikTok world. And I've learned a lot and I've grown a lot since. But one thing I noticed too is people ask me questions about the future. Like, am, is my boyfriend going to propose to me? Or did my boyfriend break up with me? I'm like, this is why I don't offer dowsing rod sessions. For one, we're not supposed to know the answers to everything. For two, the future is never set in stone. You know, like I think communication with the spirit world your guides should be for either one if you're trying to communicate with a past loved one you know there's that aspect but but guidance it's not to receive answers to everything you know we're here in this human experience for a reason you know we came here not knowing things on purpose if we knew everything there would be no point so that's why I tell people don't ask those questions. Don't buy yourself dowsing rods to only ask those questions. You know, I don't want to discourage people from buying dowsing rods because they're fun. Um, and that's how I kind of got in and it was fun and it was exciting. But 
not to answer your questions, you know, in regards to future things, but also with TikTok, one more thing, you, because you're talking about it. It's one thing to discuss for example, if people are into woo-woo stuff like the aliens and, you know, all those things, it's one thing to talk about it and out of curiosity because I find that stuff interesting and fascinating too. However, there's a difference between that and saying this is the truth. This is what is. This is the only way. And I think that's where religion, you know what I mean? Like with religion, it's like we try to make sense of things. It's like we don't need to know everything. Just be curious. Have open, fun conversations and it's the fear and I could go on, but. I mean, you're, I mean, I'm just sitting here going like, yes, girl, you better tell it. <laughs> I love it. No, that's, you're, you're saying what people need to hear, especially in this day and age, because I mean, like I'll watch some of these things and I'm just like, okay, this has nothing to do with anything real whatsoever. But everyone in the comments is like losing their, you know, self over all of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it could be scary. Like, oh. <laughs> and then people making money off of it too. I mean, like the things that drive me crazy, sorry, this doesn't need to be a soapbox rant here. <laughs> but like, the things that drive me crazy is like people are being charged for nothing. They're yeah. being charged real money for things that aren't even true, like aren't even yeah. real. They're not really connecting to your loved one. They're just using a little box with a question and a magnet, right? Or they're using some sort of thing to say, oh, oh my gosh. And like, you see some people who just are so unethical on there that just tell people like, I mean, this one lady, not going to name names, but this one lady, actually, I don't even know her name, but she's like, it, it costs you more if your husband, if your like loved one died in a painful way. Or like, it costs you more if I have to bring through. And then she'll ask you for all this information. So it's literally like, guys, you have to watch out for con people. You do not need to give a medium any personal information. The, oh, my cat. find the one thing that's going to cause noise. You, you know what? Honestly, <laughs> there's so much good suppression on this thing that like, I haven't heard anything. That, I didn't hear the fire truck. I didn't hear any of that. You might be okay. Okay, perfect. But you should not need to give a medium any information. I only ask for a person's name. Why? So that I know your name. So I know who I'm talking to. Um, but besides that, like, unless you're trying to f calculate your astro, uh, you know, astrological chart, you don't need your birthday. You don't need your, you know, place of birth or any of that stuff. Some people like to use that as an anchor into the person, mm -hmm. but especially if you are doing mediumship, it's not really necessary because it's not even who you're connected with right but the voice can be a very powerful tool of linking into someone which is actually something we're going to cover in the psychic course okay. that but i personally it's not necessary i mean someone can literally give me a fake name i'll call them dot if they want me to you know what i mean like um, i don't actually need to know your name your spirit people are going to talk to me anyway yeah. i've actually or i've seen it rather where you know in especially in like the histories of mediumship where they're told like they'll have a fake name because they'll do like a blind reading of some sort. And then the person will tell them their actual name. Like the medium will tell them, oh, this is actually your real name because they, the spirit won't sell them, right? So it's wow. like, it's possible. We really have to raise that bar, that standard mm -hmm. possible. And that's why I always encourage people looking into the mediums of the past because there's, we've had so many incredible mediums that were so specific. Helen Hughes being one of them, Estelle Roberts being another, the, there's Helen Hughes is my favorite medium of the past. Um, and it's because of her accuracy and also the way she was. 
She was strong, but she was humble and she was kind. And she was known as Helen the Beloved because people loved her because she was so good and kind and compassionate and was an insanely amazing medium. I mean, she'd go into trance when she did trance. She did both mental mediumship and trance. When she'd go into trance, she could like literally give readings in Hindi in Swedish, in languages she didn't even know. Wow. Blown. That's incredible. And I was getting chills as you were talking about as you were talking about that because I think that's another thing with mediumship too is is being humble. You know, so many people look at mediums and look at them as if they are greater because, wow, they're getting this information. But I always say we're here for different reasons. For one, we are drawn to different things, you know, because, for example, famous soccer players, you know, they're good at soccer, naturally, most likely. They've also worked really, really hard at it. But anybody can learn soccer. That's just where they were pulled, you know, in life. Same with mediums. It doesn't make them better than anybody else. It's most likely they're calling but for two we're all spirit first we all can connect and it's just it's just i don't know what what they were called to do it doesn't make them better it's just the unknown and because it's the unknown it seems more fascinating but you know i that's another thing i could go off on but um let's talk a little bit about the difference between because you just mentioned trance and mental mediumship if you don't mind giving a quick little we talked about physical mediumship, so that's that's one thing. Um, and then I believe it was trance mediumship that came next with all of this. So when when we talk about trance, what we're talking about is the spirit world being able to blend with you. So a spirit communicator, whether that's a guide that's bringing forward philosophy or spiritual wisdom and knowledge, or whether that is a spirit loved one speaking directly through someone. This is what we call trans mediumship. Um, it can also be your guide bringing through a loved one, which is also um, trans mediumship. But essentially the idea is that the medium becomes so passive that they are no longer aware of what's going on. Now, there'll be varying levels of awareness through a trans session. If you are much deeper in trance, you won't have as much awareness. If you're lighter in trance, you have a lot more awareness. Um, and trance mediumship is something that, you know, you might see called channeling or something like that on the interwebs. But essentially, the idea is that it's a deeper blending with the spirit world and you it's much more passive. Um, so you're just really letting your own thoughts go completely and letting the spirit world connecting with you. A nice way to reference what it's like is if you saw the movie Ghost in Whoopi Goldberg, when she lets Patrick Swayze go and like kind of jump into her body, even though there is no jumping into anyone's body, <laughs> actual trance. But that's kind of the idea. Mm -hmm. um, that is a much more passive form of mediumship. Now, evidential mediumship, the thing that everyone else is used to, is another form of mental mediumship. So these are both mental mediumship because the, the information has to pass through the mind of medium. However, it's a much more active and aware and conscious experience. You're just now the medium's just relaying the information that's coming to them. They're not going into an altered state. They're not going into kind of like that sleepier sort of trance-like state. So that's kind of the difference between trance mediumship and a mental medium or a evidential mediumship. So the way something to recognize is that the more that we step out of the way as mediums, the more accurate the information should be. This is why trans mediumship is sort of meant to be, in some ways, more of the spirit, less of the medium. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, more of the spirit, less of the medium. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm recently learning trance with you and, and what it is through, you know, development. And it's interesting, before I started learning what it was, I, I, I forget how it came about. Maybe it was even through class. Before we started learning about it, you've mentioned it a couple times. And I was like, trance and super drawn to it, super, super drawn to trance and you know, trying it myself, be- becoming familiar with the feeling, like that heaviness of not being aware of like my my arms or my legs. I'm like, whoa, I felt this before. I know, like now I know what this is. You know, I've never knew, I never knew what it was before. And it's, I don't know, I'm super drawn to trance. I'm excited to play around with that more and explore it more. But mental mediumship is I don't know, they're different. And from a new perspective, it's not that one is better than the other, but I, it's like I like trance more. But I shouldn't say that because it's all cool, but it's just, it's different. It's just different. It's a preference. I mean, like, I love all forms of mediumship. It's amazing and fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. And I personally like trans mediumship the most also. Like that's for me just as a personal experience because it's so clear. You feel the spirit person so obviously, so clearly. And also it feels really good. Like when you go into a trance, you feel amazing. Like you feel this love and just peace and joy and stillness and it's it's absolutely lovely so can i ask you a question i'm curious because i was sitting in trance yesterday when i was meditating i felt trance come on i just let it come on and i got i've never really i maybe i've i've heard this before but i never really let myself go there it's like i felt or heard this like i heard things i don't know how to explain it it's like i was hearing as though i was elsewhere if that makes sense like I don't know how to explain. I don't know how to explain it, but instead of just hearing silence, it's like I was hearing not like anybody talking or anything like that, but it was like I was somewhere else. I don't know how to explain it, but I could hear hear it. It was like uh, not wind. I I don't I don't even know how to explain it, but would you yeah, know what I'm talking you, about? Yeah, you were hearing sounds. I mean, you were hearing sounds that were coming in. Um that can come from all kinds of different things. It can come from like did you feel your guide were you like blending with your guide at the time? Oh yeah, yeah. That sort of sense. Cuz I have there's this one guide, well, I I believe it's a guide now that every time they kind of caress like this side of my face and I always feel it on this side and I was feeling that as I was feeling the trance and it was so heavy I felt like someone was sitting on me almost not actually sitting on me but that's what it felt like and I really felt myself leaving if that makes sense and I really felt and I could hear and it's like the more I focused on this other noise it was like white noise or background noise kind of that's the noise type of noise I was hearing and the more I focused on it the more I was able to relax the more I was able to leave so I was really really trying to focus on that you know but then my hand started moving again and my heart started pumping again and I was like calm down Brittany like why won't your physical body calm down when you're when you're sitting for that do you have a pen and paper nearby i do now i do just in case i try not to think about it you know and sometimes i sit and nothing happens and i'm okay with that but then there's other times where like yesterday my hand grabbed the pen again and i was able to stay more calm than the first time but not calm enough for anything to really you know come through for sure and that will come with time that will come with time as you you become yeah. less reactive to the changes mm-hmm. and you become more familiar with it but that brings me to an excellent point so what what was also during that trance period 
um, of, of mediumship was automatic writing. Now, people will talk about automatic writing today and they'll like go, oh, it's automatic writing because I am being inspired to just write whatever's coming through me. That's not automatic writing, at least not in the traditional sense. Automatic writing is where you are conscious of what's coming through your hand. So it'll do it all by itself. So in fact, they used to test mediums. They would be writing with, you know, their the autumn spirit would be writing with one of their hands and then they would be doing complex math with their other hand. So they're actually focusing on a different task and then their hand is still writing a message and all of that. It just goes to show you that mm-hmm. independent consciousness from it. And so what you're describing sounds a lot like automatic writing might be something that comes through. And there's amazing mediums that did amazing things with automatic writing. That's yeah, that's insane. And it's it's interesting you say that. I'm glad you clarified that because people were telling me, oh, that's automatic writing. Just write what comes to mind. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's not me writing what comes to mind. It's me. I'm the only one standing in the way of this happening. I need to the, my only job is to get myself out of the way and I'm not writing anything. It's like I physically can't feel my hands and the less, the more I let go, the more spirit takes over. I'm not thinking of anything. The more I do think, it doesn't happen. Exactly. That's exactly right. And so that is something that is not taught. So the reason why those other people think that that's automatic writing is because they were told that's what it is. So mm-hmm. but they don't know that actually, if you look at the history of automatic writing, it was never about you being inspired with that. So what we actually call what they're describing is inspirational writing. Mm. So you're being inspired by either a higher guidance mm-hmm. and there it's almost more like a mental mediumship sort of thing than it is a automatic writing. So they're being inspired. Right. If it's not also just coming from their subconscious, right? right. Nothing's wrong with that. I mean, yeah. writing is spirit, beautiful, doopy doo, but Automatic writing is something very specific. It can be so amazing where Lenore Piper, for example, was an incredible trans medium who was tested greatly. And uh, she was an automist as well. And what would happen is like at one point she was speaking, once consciousness was speaking through her, another was writing at the same time. And the third one was writing in her other hand, all speaking and writing about different things at the same time. Wow. Wow. That is, that's incredible. I mean, if I ever, if, if anything ever does come onto paper, you and Megan will be like two of the first people I message. I'll be like, oh my gosh, look what happened. But I'm not, I'm not expecting that anytime soon. We'll but- be okay too. Like if, if it's just like a scribble at first, right? Cause they're learning how to control your function, like your body. They're learning how to right. use it. Yeah. just just roll with it just let it happen and it'll take probably take a while but you'll get there and if, if that's what they're going to do with you and it's amazing yeah, i guess time will tell time will, time will tell <laughs> there's so many different things that can occur with mediumship and so as my teacher eileen davies always said we never want to limit a limitless power mm-hmm. i love and that and we want to give the spirit world as much space to do that but the underlying principles are the same when we learn to get out of the way, when we learn to quiet our thinking mind, then these things can happen. If you're consciously or mentally active in this process, it's going to be a lot less of them and a much more of you. So you have to learn this fundamental principle that the thinking mind is the antithesis to spiritual experience. I was going to say, I need to quote you there. 
Say yeah. that. Say that one more time. We got to quote that. Yeah. The the thinking mind is the antithesis to spiritual experience. I love that. I love that. I think we covered the different mental mediumship, trance mediumship, physical mediumship, evidential. That kind of ties into all of those. Um, is there any other forms or is that kind of the main? Yeah. So then you also have healing, which is actually the oh. highest form of mediumship. So um, there's different types of healing that we can do, do just energetic healing where we're just letting energy pass through us, etc. But we also have trance healing, which is an amazing form of uh, healing. There's incredible, accurate trance healers of the past. One example is George Chapman and his spirit control, Dr. Lang. And this is all covered in a book called Surgeon from Another World. That's one of the most incredible examples of trans healing, not only because all of the healings were recorded, but also because he was so in trance that his the living daughter of Dr. Lang met with him and requested that they meet every week for the rest of her life for a sitting so she could talk to him with monk other colleagues and things like that that would come meet that's how evidential how clear dr lang was coming through so it's an incredible one surgeon from another world that's the name of the book um it's incredible so there's there's healing and then um there's also spirit art so this is where you are inspired by the spirit to draw portraits or to draw other things um one of my dear friends who actually just sent me the curriculum for her oak bridge institute spirit art work she um, she's a spirit portrait artist. So what that is, is she draws your loved ones in spirit and gives you messages about them at the same time. So you literally get a physical picture of them. And then you she's also giving you messages to validate that that's who they are. I have chills everywhere. That's beautiful. That's- spirit art is, is amazing. So there's, there's all kinds of another one is Jose Medrado, who does all kinds of trans painting and things like that. So there's so many different ways that the spirit world can communicate and connect with us. Wow. Well, thank you for, you know, going over all of those. Mm-hmm. Was there I know we're getting close to an hour here. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about anything else of importance that you wanted to say? Yeah, absolutely. So Number one here, I have my book right here so I can just show it for people who actually end up seeing it. This Spirit Speaks by Michael Mayo. I'm really excited to have that out there. And I think that what I would want everyone to know is that the amazing things that we see with the spirit world, like the phenomena of mediumship, which is whether that's physical, whether that's communication, trance, healing, whatever, that is all the byproduct of us spiritualizing ourselves. And that is actually the thing that keeps people interested in coming back is when we work to spiritualize ourselves, the phenomena is cool, exciting. It brings you in and it's also a service that we do for others, but it's actually the inner work that we do and the deepening of our understanding of ourselves that is actually the more important focus. And so as much as it is cool and exciting to see all of these things and experience all these things, what you'll discover in time, because in the first couple of years, you're probably just going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe that I'm making these links. What you'll eventually discover is, okay, now I know I can make a link. What does that mean for me? Mm. What does that mean for my purpose? What? How does that change how I choose to be in the world? And so we then start to discover the, the heart of what mediumship is really about. Mediumship ends up being a tool that we use to understand and experience the world and ourselves on a much deeper way. It's also how we end up 
connecting to our more spiritual attributes like compassion, love, fraternity, caring, support. These are all the things that we start to evolve and cultivate. And it's actually that that becomes the most important thing in our work. Because yes, it's amazing to be able to give a message, but if they make it all about just the phenomena, we will miss out on the real thing that is the heart of mediumship, and that is of the development of the self and the development of your inner world. So I do want to just mention all of that because I know we spent a lot of time talking about the phenomena, which is great. And I love it. And it's fascinating. I, I absolutely love it. But I really just want to leave definitely your listeners with this idea that it actually ends up leading you back to yourself and to how you choose to be in this world and how you can leave it with even better than when you found it. Wow, that gave me chills as I was listening, just chills everywhere. And that's, yeah, no, that's beautiful. And it's just funny you say that too, because this year, my mediumship has developed a lot. But with that, I have become a different person. I am a different person. I have been through a lot, and I'm not going to get into that. But I have grown as a person immensely also. And it's funny how the two just kind of aligned. So it's funny you say that as well. But thank you. Thank you for that. If anybody is interested in a mediumship reading, a psychic reading, I highly, highly recommend you check out Michael Mayo. Um, If you're interested in developing your mediumship, I mean, I talk about it all the time. Highly recommend the Oak Bridge courses with Michael and Megan. Really, really good. And I've seen Michael work. You've done a mini reading for me once in class. So I can say from personal experience, you know, he's, he's the real deal. He's legit. He's not one of those phonies. Okay, so you don't need to worry about that. Um, but I definitely would recommend, yeah, either Michael or, or Megan. Those are, you know, the two that I've had personal experience with. And yeah, because people ask me, do you do readings? I'm like, no, not yet. <laughs> only only card readings, maybe in time, you know, with time. I don't know when that will be. So I always just kind of direct people to either you or Megan. But thank you again so much for being here. So if anyone is interested in purchasing Michael's book, they can get it off of Amazon, correct? Or why don't you speak yeah. about that? Yeah, so if you're interested in getting Spirit Speaks, you can just go into Spirit Speak, or sorry, Amazon, and just type in Spirit Speaks, uh, Michael Mayo, and it should come up. And I have actually, um, I'm not sure when, when is this airing? By the, by the end of the week, next week, at least. Cool. If you are assuming it does <laughs> by next week, I am offering with my book launch. If you pre-order the book, I'm actually doing a demonstration of mediumship on the 8th. And I'm using the book as a ticket entrance. So if you have the book and you send us to support at oakbridgeinstitute.org, um, the picture of your book, like um, like a screenshot or whatever of your receipt, um, we will send you a code so you can register for it, basically for the cost of the book. Otherwise, it's $35 um, for the demonstration. So that is a really awesome thing. Another thing is that if you do order your book before the 15th, we will send you, of December, we will send you the sitting in the power meditation that's in the book. So you can actually listen to it rather than have to like read it, et cetera. So there's definitely a couple like perks of being uh, involved with it uh, sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah. So I highly recommend, especially if you're developing your mediumship, definitely purchase purchase the book. I will also have all of your social medias linked below as well for anybody interested. And I will link the Amazon thing below as well so they can get a direct link to the book but again thank you all so much for listening today i hope that you all get to join me in the next one until next time bye
Thank you. Bye.